Hi, this is Jonathan, and I play the human wizard, Jonathan the Magimuscular. Hi, I'm Jack. I play Trevancore, a half-elf Beastmaster Ranger. Hi, this is John. I play your half-orc barbarian, Carlton Tanks. Hi, this is Julia. I play the rock gnome cleric, Bernice Q. Burns. And I am Lauren, a.k.a. Obocrazy, your humble DM, and welcome to Dungeon Drunks. Last time on Dungeon Drunks, Jonathan finished his three days of enchanting. Travancore bought a rapier, and Bernie and Carlton found out about a shop that might need some help with a secret underdark entrance. And then the whole crew got sent to Chult to deal with the tribe of Aarakocra who needed help after a gargoyle attack. After successfully helping out the tribe and making a new friend, they have returned to Waterdeep. And that is where we begin tonight. Welcome to Dungeon Drunks. I'm your DM, Lauren, a.k.a. Obocrazy. I am drinking, uh, it's mostly this V8 thing that I picked up, Caribbean Greens, which is basically V8, except it's a whole bunch of green stuff in there. Spinach, carrots, apples, coconuts, sweet potatoes, grapes, that kind of thing. I have made it bearable by adding vodka, because I'm still poor. Fortunately, I, I have a bottle of vodka, so I'm just finding things to add vodka to. So far, it's working out, and it's fairly healthy. Carlton, what are you drinking? I have some lovely wine. I mean, cheer wine. Nice. Because I've never had it before, hey. and I bought it in my mix of six of sodas, and then Bernie mentioned it last week, and so I was like, it's the perfect time to try it now. It's my favorite. Nor it's, it's, Aww. oh, I love fucking, I fucking love cheer wine. Oh my God. It's like, do you, wait, do you like it? It's acquired. Don't worry if you don't like it. I'll drink it for you. It's, um. Uh, it's not as sweet as I was expecting. You didn't expect any of it, did you? You no. went, what the fuck is cheer wine? It's, uh, it's like, I don't know, cheer wine I was expecting to be super sweet, and it's not, and that's pleasant. Not super sweet, but pleasant. Bernie, what are you drinking? So I just, so Steven and I went to the li- the LCBO, which is apparently the only place to buy liquor and beer, and I guess they have some kind of wine store in Ontario. And picked out semi-local shit. So with dinner, I had a Bose Brewing Company Lugtread Lagerdale. And it is so good. And I think this place is local to Ottawa. And then I got a, um, what I'm actually drinking tonight is... A very large can. Holy shit. Yeah, hmm. a very large can. Look at the pretty drawing on it. Whoa, it looks like Perry Bible Fellowship. Oh, dang. All the cans have like a different drawing. I think this one is from Toronto. No, the artist is from Toronto for the can. They have different art on all their cans. And it's from Collective Arts, Art and Brewing. And it's Saint of Circumstance Citrus Blonde Ale. And it's pretty good. Red. Nice. And I had chocolate cake because it's my birthday. Yes, and happy birthday. I mean, today isn't your birthday. It was... Yesterday. Yesterday as of this recording. Happy belated birthday. Travancore, what are you drinking? Good people of Faerun, welcome to the new headquarters of Glibshark East. So I've moved to somewhere in Delco proper from the previous location just outside of Westchester. So I'm in a basement. So if I sound echoey this week, now you know why. We're working on getting everything done. Unfortunately, that means all of my booze is in boxes. But the one thing that wasn't in boxes were these chocolate moonshine bars from the King of Prussia Mall. <gasps> so I will Yay! be eating the rest of them throughout this thing. And every time we roll a natural 20, I'm going to shove an entire bar into my mouth and eat it. 
<laughs> I feel like it also should be like every time you make a hit with your rapier that is named Morton King of Prussia. M- Mortimer, mm-hmm. I thought. Mortimer King of Prussia. That's a lot of chocolate then. Yeah. I think you've won. You have you have a nice space, you have your good microphone, and you have chocolate booze. Jonathan, can you beat any of that? No. But this is Jonathan and all of these, every time you, you do a, a transition question, almost always the answer is no. I know. Noticed. It's still funny. But, uh, this is Jonathan, the, and I play Jonathan the Match Muscular, and tonight I am drinking a Cuban Missile Crisis. It is Diet Pepsi, whipped vodka, my last whipped vodka, and uh, some lime juice. As well, uh, tonight, this shot of Fireball is going to a friend of the show. Who scared the crap out of Carlton right before we started recording? <laughs> it is our friend Dan Allman, aka Tallman. We love Yay. him. This shot's for you to be consumed at the first casting of Fireball or the expulsion of a third level spell for some other reason. I think we need to explain. Dan is my roommate. Uh, I have a window into my recording session. I was talking about the movie It, and I happened to look up, and he's staring at me with like this demonic looking face, and it just scared the bejesus out of me. Oh my god, how did I miss that? Yeah. Also, we should say you should definitely follow him on Twitter because it's basically just him being awesome and then every once in a while him in pictures of like taking pictures of himself uh, in bathrooms. Tall Man in Small Shower. Yeah, Tall Man in Small Shower, which is there are shots that still make me hysterical crying laughing whenever I see them. He's good people and I am very happy to know that that shot is going to be for him and I hope in the middle of this game he comes and scares the bejesus out of Carlton. Again, because it'll be yeah. fun. Uh, I'll be like, focused. It'll come in from behind me. Also, our <laughs> birthdays bracket this show because Jules's birthday was Sunday and my birthday is tomorrow. Tomorrow. Yay! That's right. So it's daninsmallshowers.tumblr.com. And okay. it's a pictures of my <laughs> six foot five roommate. When we go, whenever we look at new places to live, all the tiny showers in the city of Austin and him and his life, the forever struggle. Of having a shower that only goes up to your forearm. <laughs> they make me so happy because I don't have to deal with it, but it's funny as hell. Okay. My dad is 6'3", and they stayed in this Airbnb where the bedroom and the shower were in the basement. And he oh, may dear. have like given himself a hematoma trying to get into Oh, dear. Fortunately, none of you got a hematoma on the way back to Waterdeep. So... The last thing that happened was you guys were in Chult at Kirsabal, helping a whole bunch of Aarakocra with a problem that they had, thanks to Jonathan and his association with the Watchful Order of Magison Protectors. You guys have just been transported back to that order into the transportation hub, as you will. It's only been a couple of hours. You left early this morning and it's barely past lunchtime. So as you all appear on the teleportation circle, Aras Zik, the the Aarakocra who sent you on this mission, who is the teleportation and communications manager, is frankly startled and looks at you and says, uh, is everything okay? Did you Did you do what you needed to do? We did the thing. We did it! Yes. Okay. I didn't know what you needed to do, and so I wasn't Neither sure. did we, till we did it. Okay. I look forward to hearing from my people what needed to be done, but I'm I'm glad. It seems like you are all okay, and uh, thank you. That was incredibly fast. 
And Rihanna, your friend who had joined you on, or your new friend, I should say, who had joined you on this yes. mission, gives you all some uh, a brief farewell, clutching the bag of platinum, and heads on over to Aras. What? Well, she had been handed the bag of platinum, and you guys just kind of let her take it, and you guys took this. Well, awesome- yeah, because we figured we'd divvy it up here at this point. Now that we're out of ta- out of like the Chult area. With the uh, dangerous at this point, animals. she's already chatted with Aras and is waving at you. She steps onto a teleportation circle uh, and he <laughs> says a few words and it goes. Hmm. And he looks back at you and he says, she had to go back to her home. I assume I don't need to send any of you anywhere. Uh, was Where there anything? Where is her home? She didn't tell you? Nope. No. Let's just say that those transportation circles, man, they can make it seem like a couple of weeks have passed when really it's only been a millisecond. <laughs> well, he says, I would assume that she would tell you where she is going. And if she didn't, then that would be her prerogative. But she does have access to sending. So if she needs to contact you, she's now familiar with you. Mm. So do I. We'll we'll have a conversation. Anyway, arrest. Yes. I was wondering. I have just gotten done with uh with some of the some of the new work for new people that that we have to do. Um is there any way that I could get a quick jaunt to uh Greenest maybe for just the day and then come right back? Thanks to you helping out with this issue. I would be more than happy to help you. That would be something I would need to do on my own time, however. So come back to me maybe at the end of the day or early tomorrow, and I can arrange for that to happen. The, the easy part is getting you there. The hard part is getting you back, as I believe Greenest does not have teleportation services. We'll talk about it in the morning. I hear we have a... Uh... I hear we have other business. So thank you, Aras. I will see you then. Jonathan, we have business with him. I am in your debt. The snails. The snails. Oh, oh, no. Uh, we have someone. We have someone looking. Yep. Oh, we'll, we do? we'll talk to him on the way out. Yeah, yeah. Okay. That's right. In fact, as Aras leads you to the teleportation circle to get you back down into the main part of the, ma- the Watchful Order of Magists and Protectors, you do see Razo sitting there, who is also pleasantly surprised at how quickly you guys were able to finish your your duties. And as you go walking on by, as Aras leads you back out, he goes, Oh, Jonathan, hey, do you have a moment? I have the information that you were looking for. For you, I have several. Oh, excellent. And he, he looks at the other people with you and says... Is it okay to talk in front of your companions? Oh, oh, absolutely. Uh, Razo, these are my my compatriots, the fellow heralds of Greenest, and I introduce Hi. them all to, to Razo. Hi, Travancore, Vice Lord Glenmore. Razo is very quick to stand up. Uh, he's a, a short little halfling and is very quick to shake all of your hands. Very nice to meet you. Thank you. I've, I've, if, if you are as talented as Jonathan has been, that it is, it is very good to, to make your acquaintance. It is, if any of you are ever interested in joining the Watchful Order of Magists and Protectors, we'd be very happy to have you. Uh, Jonathan, so you were asking about those things that you wanted to sell. Hmm, quite so. 
my suggestion would be to go to Galgon's Extraordinary Armor. He's one of the former adventuring people that we know that now basically takes care of some of our armor and weapon needs. He's very trusted by the guild, and his prices have been more than fair. And I think for your situation and the fact that he is associated with us, I think he will be your best bet for taking care of your business. And he, Razzo does a very poor job of winking at you several times. Do you feel something in your eye? Are you okay? I am a cleric, and I can heal you, so... Ooh. Uh, no, thank you. I, I think I got it I also probably have some eye drops. <laughs> uh, no, thank you very much, my lady. I, but I was able to... I, I just got it out just now. There are also holy water, so if you use them, you'll be converted. But I think that's fair warning. <laughs> no, I'm not... I'm not... Terribly interested in conversion today, but I'll keep that in mind. And Jonathan, he gives you directions to uh, this armor that you can go visit. All right, we mark it on our map, and uh, I'm I, as we're leaving, I say, Bernie, how much of your stuff has holy water in it? Oh, you don't need to worry about that. Okay, I won't. <laughs> I'll just, I'll just, I'll just carry on. <laughs> but you don't need to worry. It's fine. You've already been converted. I mean, Jonathan, I got a bag full of water. Oh, that's <laughs> we right. Make it holy. We need to deal with that. Ooh, we could make it holy, and I could convert no, this no, whole we, city no, with the right kind of No, no, we need to deal with flood. that because we just need a mesh screen. Well. No, no, it's not that. It's the summoning of the water. Because, like, if you pull something out of the bag, you got to say what it is, and you grab it. But I don't know if you say swamp water, if all the water will come out or just a handful. I look at it. Swamp water. No, not here. So you put your hand into the bag and (laughs) think about swamp water. (laughs) Which, it's only been a couple hours since it was filled with swamp water. And the bag, it's interesting. It seems to bubble up and fill with this awful, murky kind of stale water and then overflow out of the bag. And fortunately, you guys are like, no, nope. And I try closing the lid. Like, like when the toilet starts to overflow. You you put the the top (laughs) over it, that, that flap that goes over it, and it just continues to bubble and gurgle up. It's not a deluge but it is it is coming out relatively quickly and fortunately you guys have left the the front offices so you're kind of just out in the street people are starting to look at you weird though as as because my you know my uh, portable toilet's overflowing oh yeah and it's not pretty water it is definitely (laughs) not good water Mm, sorry about your slam dance cosmopolis (laughs) carlton (laughs) i'm gonna need you to go over by an alley and then and then once it's done you're gonna summon more swamp water to make sure it's all fucking out yeah it's been about three or four gallons by now swamp water bernie's gonna bless the swamp water sure is this a spell or you're just gonna make a holy sign over bernie just making some holy signs turning it into holy water okay i don't think i have a water into wine situation all right. I mean, well, you would need some some pretty special magic for that because this this water is rancid. So I go to an alley that's dark and like kind of hidden, and I turn the bag upside down to get rid of all the water, make sure it's all out. 
Oh, it's and been continuing once- to bubble out of the bag this whole time. So as you like walk around looking for an alley, I would love for you to roll an investigation check as you are just like spraying water everywhere. <laughs> And it's cold out, so like it's starting to freeze on the ground and make these little frozen swamp water <laughs> so puddles. Yeah, it's holy ice. Sure, uh, that'll be a nineteen. Yeah, with a nineteen, you're able to fairly quickly find an inconspicuous alley. That's it's not a dark, out of the way alley. But it does have access to a gutter nearby. And so you feel like you could stand over the gutter and you can disgorge <gasps> all of this we, water. Wait, wait, guys, I have control water. You do. Would you like to control any of this ugly swamp water as it continues to bubble in gallons and gallons out of this bag? Okay, I can do one of four things. I can flood. I think Carlton is doing <laughs> that right now. what we don't want. I can part the water, I can redirect the flow, and I can make a whirlpool. Well, at the <laughs> moment, because Carlton is, has found a gutter, there's basically about 12 or 13 gallons that have just spilled out onto the ground between the exit way of the Watchful Order and this alley. And it's spread out into large puddles. It It's cold, so some of it's starting to freeze. You can do any of that with all of that water if you would like. For her own utterly selfish reasons, Bernie wants to part the water a la Moses. Sure. And she wants it to go up. Like, you know, you can't, I don't want to go out. I want it to go up. Sure. Because I'm thinking, if we're thinking about how the universe sort of works, my idea is that once she parts it up, the water will thin out and it'll be so cold in the air that it will turn into two beautiful walls of glass. How long Ooh. How oh, long ice. does uh, control water last? I, that's a very, very, very good question, isn't it? Because you could do exactly what you want if you can hold the water there for long enough for it to freeze. Up to 10 minutes. Okay. So for 10 minutes, Bernie stands over one of the larger puzzles and controls water and makes they're very thin they're wafer thin you you could look through them if it wasn't for the fact that they were murky swamp water that she is controlling um but basically it parts and then separates and lifts and it goes up about two feet which bernie for you is it's an impressive height. height uh and for those 10 minutes as carlton continues to disgorge murky swamp water uh, at a terrifying rate into the gutter bernie manages to hold these two <laughs> kind of conical walls, swamp water walls. shields <laughs> in place after 10 minutes the spell fades and some of it starts to drip it but it's mostly frozen but they're very thin and carlton about this time also the bloop, 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 bloop. i bloop. put on my hat of disguise to make myself look like my best impression of a water deviant noble and I walk out whistling nonchalantly like nothing to see here. Is there anyone in the street? Oh yeah absolutely and they're all looking at you like like this is weird who are you people and what what are you doing to this water this swamp water Ooh, it smells. I say we and now it's frozen. We've been a hasty retreat oh but Travancore has an idea in his mind if he understands the bag of holding correctly and he might not by saying swamp water and expelling all the swamp water, 
all of it should be gone, every single droplet, because it holds things. So in theory, anything that's left in the bag should be dry or relatively devoid of swap water. You want to get in the bag and find out? I want to. I got in the bag one time. I don't have to it's get pretty good. in the bag to find out. I think I can fit in the bag anyway. I'm, even I'm too too big for that. But I think what I could do is I can just reach in and grab. I don't even know what's in the bag I'm holding. Swap water was. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Well, other things we though. Put we, 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 we put other stuff in there. I thought. Yeah, but we've always taken it out. Like gold. Like all I'm the... gonna go in and reach for a gold and see if it's dry or wet. It's in the house. You've taken everything out and you've put all of your gold in the in the house. No, I don't think that's right. I, I thought we only used it for transporting the stuff to the house. Uh, I don't know that that was the case. All right. Okay. okay. As far as I Who- remember, the only thing that wouldn't fit in the bag of holding were the snail shells. Those are currently sitting in the basement of your pocket house, smelling up the place. Travancore, assuming that you guys have been having, because you've been paying for stuff and buying stuff. Sure. So you've obviously had some gold in there. When you reach in, you think about a single gold piece, you pull it out. There it is in your hands. Bone dry. Nice. Okay, so no harm, no foul, except for a very stinky alley. Can Bernie reach in and think about one of Carlton's toenails? Carlton, have you placed any toenails inside the bag of holding? Uh, I'm going to say, <laughs> let me do a deception here, and while I say well, no. Well, you can't, then you can't <laughs> deceive the DM. Wait a second. You can deceive Bernie. I right, I'm going know. to deceive Bernie. Okay. Ber- Bernie. Well, but Bernie, are you asking or are you just reaching in and thinking about a toenail? Carlton's toenail. Yeah. Because Bernie feels like this is one of those all real monster situations where at one point in time Carlton convinced himself his toenails could be used as currency. Carlton, have you placed any of your toenails in the bag of holding? Uh, you said toenails, right? I said toenails. She yes, said toenails. There are no toenails in the bag of holding. Bernie, you come out with an empty hand. Mm hmm. Carlton, while, while she ponders this, Carlton, describe the Waterhavian noble you now look like thanks to your hat of disguise. Uh, it's this kind of stocky, uh, human male, uh, fair skin, dark hair, kind of like pompous looking, because uh, that's my impression of all nobles. He basically looks like the noble out of the back of the, the, the books that we don't know of exist. Human? Yes, human. Okay. One of the tallest humans. Okay, you guys see Carlton go into this alley, disgorge all of the water out of this bag of holding, and just as Bernie is is proudly showing off her ice sculpture, I guess, he comes back out, except it's this weird stuck-up Waterhavian noble with your bag of holding. Mm. Um, Bernie reaches into the bag and fails to pull out a toenail. Guys, it's me! Um, sure, Bernard. It is you. Lord Bernard of Tanail. <laughs> I'm writing that down. <laughs> uh, sorry, uh, I think you have me mistaking. I am uh, Duke of Chutney. No, I believe you are Lord Bernard. And uh, hearing Duke of Chutney, Tanail. Travancore points out. The titular see of Chutney is actually an archaic kingdom that no longer has any possessions or holdings or land associated with it, but is bestowed upon nobles, the, nobles not nobles, nobles in the kingdom of Pecan for as an honorific. Guys, this is my alter ego. Okay, Lord Bernard, Duke of Chutney, much favored of Pecan. I, um. I object strenuously to your use of the titular sea of Chutney, sir. <laughs> you can be Duke of Masala if you like. Masala hasn't existed even as Hitler's sea in some time. I do like Masala. There you go. Lord Bernard, Duke of Masala. Or in Vindaloo. my head, you're wearing the plaid suit that my 
third cousin Bernard wore to my grandmother's funeral. This is a reference two people are going to get. (laughs) (laughs) No, many many people saw that man. Are gonna be are gonna be in hysterics. But nobody And are those two people in this party? (laughs) Yes, pretty much. He is wearing a plaid suit, though. That's that's canon now. It's, it's a, no, green it's a and orange plaid. plaid. It's canonical plaid. And he has sideburns for some reason. <laughs> All right, as you guys continue to have this discussion in the middle of, of Waterdeep, uh, Bernie, you do notice that one of your two ice sculptures, the very, very thin one, uh, a small child comes by and starts to look at it and is just like, ooh. And Bernie Bernie goes over to the child and she says, if you touch it, you'll go to hell. <laughs> <laughs> wow. The small child looks at you. He's a, he's a um, probably a seven or an eight year old human, dark skin, dark hair. He's holding on to his mother's hand. Uh, the mother gives you a very disapproving look. The child gives you wide eyes and says, which one? All of them. Mommy, I get to go to all nine hells. And the mother very gives you a a very sharp, disapproving look and pulls her child away. Like, I was going to go Funhouse Mirror Effect where it stretches the child image. No, you go to hell. And now now you guys are getting very disapproving looks from some of the nearby people who've overheard this fun little thing. thing. What were we going to do? I'm sorry. We're gonna go kill zombies. Yeah, we're gonna oh, go talk yeah, to our guys. Oh, date with an old lady. Do we want to visit? Or uh, we can go talk to Galgor. Uh, so or Galaga or, or Calibur, whatever his name is. The flail snail people. Yeah, yeah. Galgon. 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 Oh, Galgon. Oh, like like girl gone. Galgon. Got it. No, I'd I'd rather go Shoot. kill zombies. That way we can take care of that, and Jonathan can go on vacation again. Okay. I mean, I have a date with an old lady. Oh yeah, I gotta. Oh, when when is the date with the old lady? Today. No, like when today? I, d- I can't imagine that killing a bunch of zombies will take that long. Knowing us, I think you're wrong. <laughs> All right, what would you like to do? Are you guys splitting up? Or are you guys go? Where are you going? Well, we could go doing? kill some. How about here? Here's the deal. I will go get a couple of cupcakes and I will go to the old lady's house and I will tell her, unfortunately, I've been called away to kill zombies and I would like to reschedule. Yeah, we can do that. Okay. I and you're don't want to oh, be. Oh, you're going to get healing cupcakes? Sure. Or animated cupcakes. Wait, wait a minute. Did uh, do did I? I guess Jonathan would have told everyone about the healing cupcakes at the cake shop, right? Yes, he did. Sure. <laughs> guess what? He did now. Yeah. So yes, he he's he has told you about conjuring cakes and the fact that they have healing cupcakes, and and you are all familiar with Bethany, the owner, who helped you guys out. Bernie's gonna go to Bethany's and get some cupcakes. While the rest of you decide what you're going to do, Bernie jumps onto Coco Snoot and skips off towards Conjuring Cakes, where if you would like to buy some healing cakes, Bethany is is there and is more than happy to sell you cupcakes, cakes, pastries, a, a whole variety of baked goods. If you want the regular size healing, they are 50 gold each. If you'd like Ooh. something that does a little more healing, it's going to cost a little more. Hi, Bethany. Oh, hi. What do you have that old kind of wackadoodle ladies who used to be married to thieves would like to eat? I have a lot of cakes. Okay. 
Yeah. I, are you looking for cakes that do healing, or are you looking for cakes that are just nice cakes? Okay, let's start with nice cake, and we'll deal with the healing part later, because that's for a completely different situation. Okay, if you're just looking for a regular, are you looking for a, uh, what kind of cake? They start at just a couple of copper and go up from there, depending on the size that you'd like. Something that says, I'm sorry, I can't sit and listen to you bitch about your dead husband, but I promise I'll come back and do it another day. Oh, well, we probably want something in a darker red then. I do yes, have like a, blood. I do have a very nice small personal cake, one of those, you know, for like two people kind of things. And she brings you on over to um it would be a cake that for a, a couple of gnomes would probably feed three or four people, but humans would be about two people. You'd cut it in half and each each what person. What is the goes, flavor? Raspberry? This one is a chocolate layer, so that's got chocolate cream, chocolate cream, chocolate cream with some ganache out on the outside. Yes, that one. How much is that one? Oh, that's only five silver. That one's that one's pretty inexpensive. It's just small. Perfect. And how many people does each of your healing cakes serve? Well, each portion is one person. I would recommend, and she brings you back on over to uh, what looks like a stack of cupcakes. She said, this is kind of the easiest way to go about it because in the heat of healing, you don't necessarily want to think about portion control. You want to think about quick consumption. And she mimes taking the cupcake in her palm and smashing it into her face. Okay. These started 50 gold for just your basic kind of healing that gets you just a, just a little feeling better and then the, the they go up from there. How 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 much is a little feeling better? Uh that's 50 gold would be for a regular essentially potion of healing which okay. is most of what she has. Most of the ones that she has available are the common healing potions would be 2d4 plus 2. Um she says she does have a couple of greater healing cupcakes, which would be 44 plus 4. She's got two of those. Uh, those would be 150 goldy. Can I sweet talk her down a little? Did you come with? I I thought we all were going to the cake shop. Yeah, that's, that's what I thought the plan was too. Were we like... not? Okay, if you're all there, you can try. Uh, Bethany, uh, uh yes. So these, the, these graders, I see that they're 150. Is there... Uh, a little wiggle room for uh, repeat patrons and for the help that we gave during the uh, the festival. Uh, probably not because that's what it cost me to make those. Ah, so you just sell these at cost. You take no profit? Not those. No, most of my profit actually comes from the regular cakes. Those are cheap. Those are easy. What if I also buy some regular cakes? Well, then if I was to offer you a deal on those, then I wouldn't make any profit, would I? I'm not the best at haggling. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> Bethany, do you have like um, you know, like sometimes you buy cookies and they're like two dollars each, but you can get three for five dollars. Do you have a deal that's like that? I don't, unless you're talking about the regular cakes. I I kind of do on the regular cakes, but not on the healings because I I have so few of them. She she only has four of the commons and two of the. What if we buy them all? So all four of the commons. Yeah, we're gonna be able to give us all four, all four common and two graders. I, I mean, you, then you wouldn't have to worry about selling them to somebody else. Well, that's not how profit 
works. Here's what I'll do. You needed a cake to bring to your old lady friend who might be being killed by a whole bunch of, of thief people. And oh, no. You guys- Her husband was a thief. She's just grumpy about it. Oh, well, you know, I would be too. I tell you what, normally this this one would just be five silver. If you're going to buy all six of my healing cupcakes, I'll give this to you for one silver. Wait, hold on. Mm, I'd rather just pay the six We also do need to get a regular cream pie to take with us to the zombies. Why are we getting a Why cream we pie do for the zombie? Uh, because you could do something with that now, Jonathan, if we have desserts with I'm us. I'm not. No, 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 no. Hold on. Hold on there, pal. This is a fifth level scroll. I'm waiting until I can copy this into my scroll spellbook. I'm not just gonna blow it for one thing. No, you didn't write it. You didn't copy it. Well, why don't I you can't. Want to copy it? Why what do you can't... mean you can't? You don't know how to write. I I am not fifth level. I am not oh. powerful enough yet. Oh, that's oh, true. Oh, you have to be strong enough to. So you need like better inks or more magic muscles. <laughs> Jonathan, <laughs> Jonathan walks away. <laughs> <laughs> Jonathan slaps da- Jonathan slaps down the ten platinum that he has on his sheet, and and grabs two of the healing cupcakes and then leaves. He's gonna wait outside. <laughs> sure. All right. There you go. You you have. You said you got two of the regulars. Just the two of the regulars. The commons. All right. So it's a hundred gold, and you've got two of them. They are just like potions, except they're in cupcake form. It will be an action for you to eat it. Or I'm sorry. Yeah, it's an action to eat it, and you get healed just the same way. It's just sugary. And she Um, takes the gold, and then she looks at the rest of you and says, well, now I just have the two, and the other two, and your cake. I'm gonna take one of those and the cake. Okay. I'll. So that would be 50 gold and five silver? Mm Mm-hmm. Bernie right, puts some money on the table and says, can you box that one up? <laughs> the one for your, your friend with the dead yeah, husband? Yeah, the one for the wackadoodle old lady. Oh, yeah, I've I've got a bag for a box for that. And she goes uh, behind the counter as Carlton, you continue to browse and pulls out a black box and black ribbon and puts this very lovely cake inside the box and ribbons it up. I look at my opal. My loving opal that's worth 300 gold. And I wonder, is this the time to spend this? I don't know. Is it the time to spend your mud opal? I can't I don't help know. you like, with I've that. I've always wanted to spend this. But I have I, a, a special kinship I with this opal. I lean to the left then keep it. But behind like Carlton. And I say, Carlton, <laughs> this is your conscience. Hold off for now. <laughs> Fine. I will use regular coinage and I'll buy the two graders. Oh, wow. All right. So that's 300 gold for the two. I will mark it off my list. Sure. Same thing. It's just like a healing potion. You just stuff well, greater it in your healing, face. right? Well, yeah, that's what I mean. Is like it's but it, you quaff, you eat it the same way you would quaff a healing potion. You just stuff it in your face. I'm not much of a cake person, but I could be persuaded to eat an apple tart or pastry. Do you have anything along those lines that would heal also? None that do healing. All of the healing ones that I've been able to do seem to work best in cupcake form. Uh, Any of the flaky crusts that I like on my pastries, uh, they just flake off and then you don't get as much healing. Cupcakes are nice and contained and are easy to shove into your face very quickly. But if I can figure out how to not make the flaky crust be flaky you'll be the first to know. Now, I do have, and she shows you on a plate nearby, she's got very nicely displayed some tarts, and she says that she's got uh, two apple, if you are interested in just regular old apple tart. I buy two apple tarts. Great. It's uh, six 
silver for I the mark two. off six silver on my sheet. And she is very happy to wrap those up for you in a little bag and says, I, I really like those. Those are the, the sweet apples. Those are really nice. Uh, the vice work Venmore thanks you. Any, anything else? Jonathan has already left. The rest of you have bought stuff. She's more than happy to escort you guys out. And you you all leave with sweets. Some of you with sweets that heal more than others. Alrighty. Uh, Bernie's going to go give her apologies. Wait, hold on. We just did battle. Is everybody healed? We have lost spell slots, y'all. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We haven't long rested, have we? We haven't long rested. Nope. I'm not going to go fight zombies without a long rest. I just used the... How I much just down are my you? spell slots. I don't have any fourth level spells, that's for sure. I just used it to make some street art and scare a small child. <laughs> I don't have any fourth, spe- uh, fourth level spells either. I, but I have everything else. But what if, what time, what time is it? Does anybody know what time it is in the game? Is it in early game? morning? Oh, no, no. So you guys basically spent all morning up until around lunchtime in Chult, taking care of the this whole adventure that you were on. Think of now how awesome you, of a day this will be. It, it was kind of already an awesome enough day. Uh, you chatted a little bit with some people. You had some fun emptying out your bag. You bought some cakes and tarts and things. And it's probably about like two, three o'clock-ish in the afternoon. It is winter, so the sun is starting to get low on the horizon, even though it's early in the day. But it is going to start to get dark within two or three hours, and it's up to you what you'd like to do with the rest of the day. Jonathan, I will go with you on one condition. I'm going to go, so. Okay, so you're going on your own? Apparently. Oh, well, I mean, can you do me a favor then before you go? No, and he he walks off. Wow. (laughs) What a dick. Okay, cool. Um, Bernie's going to go see the nice lady and have cake with her because she doesn't have the spell slots that she feels she needs to actually make sure her party stays safe. She will be there to bless Jonathan's funeral. Do you say that to Jonathan as he walks off? Yeah. Blessings okay. of Bay upon you, my friend. Good luck with the zombies. Um, turn undead. It's a this hell was of a spell. your job. This was the, something that y'all brought to me, and I'm itching for a fight. The the stuff at Chult was a was a warm up. I think that's great. I'm glad you're itchy. I'm sure there's an ointment for that somewhere in this very large city. But I seriously, guys, on like a real note, like I think we'll be fine because like you haven't blown your your turn undead. I don't. Yeah, you haven't blown, right? No, but I've blown a lot of other stuff. And kind of my point is like, this is a game. I don't think that Lauren's going to make us take 20 minutes to be like, oh, well, let's describe sleeping. No, I mean, if you guys want to go take a long, if you want to be like, hey, we fucking saved a whole bunch of Aarakocra today and did a whole bunch of things. We're just going to rest for the rest of the day and get up early tomorrow. Then I'd ask you where you're sleeping and you'd sleep. So if that's your concern, yeah. Jonathan, if you want to go fight today. Honestly, I'm just like, I am, I, we are shopping montage so much. I am just we want have. some action. That, that's that's my biggest thing. Which is what fine. What we can do is we can say Bernie can leave her cake with a nice note and then we can sleep and go fight zombies. But I just would like to have all my spell slots. Yeah. Okay. We also don't know what else is there besides zombies. Yeah. Well, let's do this. You guys exit the shop and have your stuff. It's midday. What would you like to do? Do you want to go to the Bloody Fist now, or would you like to rest for the evening and you can go early tomorrow morning? Let's go get. I want some food. Uh, All that fighting kind of worked up an appetite. A little little exhausted, so why not go to have a few, have a meal, have a few drinks, 
get a nice good rest and uh, kick some ass in the morning. Yeah, we could do a nice, uneventful, hopefully, montage of food and rest and then go right to action. I'm good with that. I like that. I can drop a note from a nice old wackadoodle lady. Okay. Okay. And the only other question I will ask is, are you guys going to go back to your pocket house or are you going to go back to the um, the inn that you guys have been staying at? I'd like- say the inn. Yeah, same. Because we want to save the pocket house for when we have to pull out the flail snail cells. Yeah. In my yeah. Or if we run into trouble okay. with the like, skeleton. We're trying to sell these. We don't want to have to like, oh, we can make a deal for you. Let me talk to you in 24 hours. Right. Right. That makes sense. All right, you guys take a a wide swing around town so that Bernie can drop off a nice little note with her inks and the cake at Farah's house, letting her know that she's going to unfortunately have to miss their dinner date. You guys head back to the Golden Rock Tavern where you have dinner and drinks and relax after a fairly long day, considering what you guys are doing this morning. And unless there's anything else you'd like to do... One more thing. One more thing. Jonathan, I could really use that favor if you if you're gonna get your spell slots back tomorrow anyway. What favor? You're gonna have to remind me. Okay. So I've been chasing around Olivia Pasarek all day without very much. Oh, success. you want a sending to her? Got just, it. Just a simple message. That's all I ask. He closes his eyes. He tells uh, Olivia Pasarek, "Hi, this is Jonathan the Magimuscular. You may remember my friend Travancore. He'd like to meet up. Uh, let me know a good time and place, and I will relay it. Thank you so much, Jonathan the Magimuscular. Out. Thanks, buddy." Uh, Jonathan, moments later, you hear a very familiar voice of Olivia Passerak, and she says, Tell me where you are staying, and I will come to you. <laughs> I tell her, I said, use another sending. I, do we, have we already had rooms? Do we you have rooms? Yeah. Okay. I give him, I, I give her Travancore's room number, but I don't tell Travancore that I've done that. She responds and says, I will be by in the next day or so. Okay. And I don't, but I don't tell Travancore that I, that I said that. She's like, oh yeah, she's, uh, she said she'll get back to us. Oh, well, thanks. I I wish I thought of that from, from jump. That would just been so much easier, but of course it's me. I got to do things the hard way, right? Indeed. (laughs) You're trying to be noble about it. You're like, you're old fashioned. You don't want to just text her, you know? Yeah, I didn't think it would be thought like coming on too strong, but honestly, I've been putting two days into this project without much success. Hey, Bernie, if, if Travancourt asked you to do the sending, would you have done it? Or would you would have fucked him with him some more? Oh, I would have done it. Okay. Oh, I would have <laughs> totally, totally done it. I, so I, I, uh, as we're heading back, I, uh, I was like, hey, Bernie, say, hope, hope, come, come back here a little as like uh-huh. Travancore and, and, uh, Carlton walk on. And I say, all right, so you remember how I just sent that sending to Pat- Olivia Passerak? Yes. I used two sendings. I, because she didn't, she said, hey, Why? let me know where you're staying. And so I told her <gasps> and gave her Travancore's room number. Did you give her a key to? That's not how sending works. Wait, I can't do that yet. <laughs> I'm working on it for the for the for the for the sending booty call key. <laughs> when we get when we get when we get back when we get back to the tavern, we can ask the person who owns the tavern, whose name and face I have forgotten, to keep a key to his room available for Olivia Passerac if she comes in, and maybe. I'm very good at forging notes. Maybe we can write her a note from Travancore. I I love this. 
I love this. Let's let's grab dinner and we can we can workshop this. We'll say, hey guys, we got some spellcaster stuff to do. So we're gonna be we're gonna be talking some deep strategy. And not to say that you guys wouldn't understand. But you just wouldn't understand. This is this is spellcaster talk. Yeah. Oh, I completely understand because I don't understand how writing works. So, well, no, exactly. we haven't. We, we're still working out this. We bit, will so. get around to it. Um, but you know, it's been really busy. I'd I'd like to insight check my friends. <laughs> I haven't I haven't lied to you yet. <laughs> Actually, no, I did. I guess you can insight that. <laughs> I really will teach Carlton how writing works one day. That's not a lie. You've pulled Bernie aside as right. like, so you finished dinner and some of you are, are heading up and you've pulled Bernie back and, and have been talking about this. Uh, Travancore, before you do an insight, roll a perception check. Perception. Yeah. Right. To see if you notice what's going on as you're leaving to go to your room. 15. It's a little weird that Bernie is not behind you. You're kind of used to, especially when you're going into tight spaces with Shadow, of making sure that you're kind of between the two of them, just as a as a as a buffer. And when she doesn't follow you, you you notice the two of them are still talking. Do you okay. want to go back down, or do you want to? What do you want to do? I'll go back down. See how much of this I I hear or or percept or in, can insight. Wait, Bernie should do a perce- Like obviously, we would be doing perception checks. To make uh, sure well, that he's not listening, right? We'd be like, Shit, I'm pretty sneaky though. So you guys have had this conversation while as he's walked off to go back upstairs to his room, he stopped on the landing and has started to come back downstairs. I mean, unless Travancore, you like to try to sneak. Actually, yes, I would love that. Sure, give me a stealth check. All right. What's what's everybody's passive perception? Fifteen. My passive perception is a fifteen. Yep. Huh. All right, Travancore, where'd you roll? 14. Uh, they immediately see you as you turn around and, and come down the stairs. You're you're being super quiet, but you've really got nowhere visually to hide on the stairwell in the brightly lit tavern, and so they see you coming back. Bernie wants to do the age-old thing where it's like, if she pretends like she's hiding some shit, he's going to think she's hiding some shit, right? So she goes, Travancore, you already know how to write? Yeah. I assumed you'd be Carlton. He's not very good at going to bed at his bedtime and learning how to write. But we are going to be writing fun notes with colorful inks for a little while. Would you like to join us? Sure. I'm writing one to Dorveen. And I'm going to write one. Oh, who else? I'm going to write one to Flumpfro. Like, Jonathan the Magimuscular is kind of treating this like coloring time. He's writing <laughs> fun notes in colorful inks. So he's just writing them to people. Like like the Flump. He writes one to Thontorvac, too. Hi, evil dragon Thantorvac. How are you doing? <laughs> Stuff like that. <laughs> I was gonna write one to that weird golem that Jonathan wouldn't let me keep as a pet, and also maybe it tried to kill me. But we're gonna overlook that part. <laughs> I was about to say the one that almost split you in half. Uh, <laughs> Would you like to write one, maybe to Olivia Passer? <laughs> um, I don't know if I'm ready to to commit that to writing just yet. But I think I will write one to that nice guard we knew back in Green. It's the super eager one. I think it would brighten her spirits to hear guard from us two? in some way. No, 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 no. What was her Elizabeth. Name? Yeah, Elizabeth. She was oh, so. Elizabeth. I really think it would make a difference in her God, day. I hope she didn't die. Assuming Did she, she survived. I think she survived. I mean, most of the people survived because we were, were heroes. We're the Herald's Greenest. I think we saved almost everybody. Hold on. I'll confirm. I'll confirm. Hang on. Hang on. 
Are you going to use sending again? I'm going to use my last one. (laughs) And you know what? Since I've blown three sendings, I'm going to go ahead and take the shot of fireball to Taldan. Sending I'm in my room now, just writing in my diary. Dear diary, today I went to Cholt and met the people of Soria. It was fun and humid, and I had to cut my pants off. And now I'm really cold. You said you didn't know how to write. No, I asked Jonathan if he didn't know how to write. Oh. Because he didn't copy his spells. I don't know how copying spells works. Uh, Carlton has an intelligence of what, like 10? 12. 12? Yeah, you know how to write. You know how to write in all of your languages. Your handwriting is uh, atrocious because your hand. Well, and it's not really your fault. All of the pens and pencils that you have are human sized, and your big orc, half orc hands just like can't hold it correctly. But yeah, you absolutely know how to write. I've also taken a lot of blows to my hands as well over the years. Jonathan, you cast ascending to Elizabeth Girder. What would you like to tell <laughs> I her? I don't think we had her last name. That's awesome. You did. Oh, did wow. Private Elizabeth Girder. She I was. Just thought, I just thought it was Elizabeth. Okay. So uh, she. He says, "Hi, Private Elizabeth Girder. Jonathan the Metamuscular here. We were just making sure that you survived the subsequent battle. We're pretty sure you did, but we wanted to check in, and make sure you were okay. Also, I'm pretty sure I warned you that someday this would happen. Hi." You did. You did. You did. I remember You did. That. Although, in fairness, that was weeks ago. There is a very, very long pause. And then what you hear is Private Elizabeth Girder in your head going, Jonathan, where are you? I don't. I. This is really weird. Why would you be in, in my room? This is a little inappropriate right now. I don't quite understand. I. Yes, obviously, I'm okay. And I'm, I'm glad you are, too. But I. And then it cuts off. <laughs> is Dervine gonna be mad that you're sending other ladies on the side? <laughs> I mean, the intention—the intention is was just a bit, right? It was to catch up on on someone that we had met and confirm something. Yeah. So, I—if she does, then she's not the one for me. All right. Is there anything else or any other notes you would like to write before you go to bed? Bernie's just gonna take the opportunity to uh, get a good look at Travancore's handwriting, and once we're all done, <laughs> forge her note alone in her room. <sighs> okay, well, Travancore, are you actually writing a note now that you know that Jonathan has done a sending off to Private Elizabeth Girder? Well, awesome. Hey, Jonathan, how'd it go, buddy? Uh, she's fine. She was. She thought I was in her room, which I could understand might be weird. Maybe hmm. someone should write her a letter explaining that you were not in her room. Yeah, that might be that might be good. Well, I, I'm I, I'm busy with this one letter to Thontorvac. Say no more, guys. I'm on it, and I pen on like a makeshift like viceroy. Like I actually put the seal of Glen- of Perconum and the and the viceroy of Glen- Glenmar on this letter. I write a eloquent letter apologizing for the intrusion, just making sure that that she's okay, that we see her as a valued part of the defense of Greenest, and we appreciate all of her efforts in uh, in helping secure the town, and we hope to see her again at some point in the future. Uh, nice. All the best, viceroy Glenmar. Travancourt, if you were a color, what color would you be? <laughs> <laughs> Are you, are you a summer Travancore? I've I've never been asked this before. I, I know, right? It's very philosophical. I will have to give this some thought. I I should adjourn for the evening, and I will let you know my answer in the morning. Have okay. a good night. All right, Travancore, you drop your uh, signed and sealed letter off 
with the innkeep who will put it with all of the other mail to go out in the morning, as well as any other letters that any of you would like to write and send in the morning. <laughs> and then, assuming that no other shenanigans wants to happen... Bernie has one last question for Jonathan. Yo. Jonathan, if you were writing a letter whose basic theme was, I want to sex you up, <laughs> what color would you write it in? How would how does one color me bad? Red. <laughs> Red Deep or- lipstick kissable, effable red. Or, okay, and so Bernie quickly forges a, a letter to uh, Olivia Passer Act. Okay, <laughs> saying what and what are you doing with it? I mean, I'm tempted to just have it say, I want to sex you up. Hold on, let's, hold on, let's get the lyrics <laughs> to I want to sex you up by Color Me Bad. Hang on. But okay. I feel like it's not believable if it's very, very, like, in your face, because that's not the kind of person Travancore is. I feel like oh. if Travancore wrote a love letter, it'd actually be very beautiful. So we're not, not if going- Bernie wrote it, but- <laughs> So we're not going to the uh, to the romance novel dictionary, the romance oh, novel thesaurus. I feel like I should. Oh just please, buy no, we already did that. Okay, no. All right. All right. No, she's just gonna like have a like note from Travancore to Olivia that's like, in case I've off, I'm going to fight zombies. In case you have missed us, uh, there's a key to my room if you want to wait for me there, and then sign it the way he signed his other letter. All right. What do you do with this letter and where do you get a key to his room? Well, I go to the the innkeeper and I say, "Hi." Hi. So, um we've got a friend who may be stopping by, but we're going to be going and killing some things tomorrow. So, he, this is for her and Travancore had to go to bed, but he wanted me to let you know that if she does stop by that um she should be able to get a key to his room because I've got a dog in my room and I think Carlton's got the bear in his. And you never know what kind of mess wizards are going to make, am I right? So Yeah. <laughs> hey, well, I'm sure. I'm standing right uh, here. Just, just have Travancore, just have tra- uh, Travancore drop off his key in the morning and I'll make sure it's here for her. Oh, mm. totally. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night. <laughs> Good night, John boy. <laughs> well, I, I think night, I'm already in my bed. So All right. you leave the I'm note, already asleep. But no key. Head up to sleep. Uh, you guys have a long rest. Get your spells back. Get your hit points back. Get all that back. Wake up in the morning. Have some breakfast. And it sounds like what you guys want to do is go straight to the Bloody Fist to go deal with possibly some zombies. Is this true? Is this the 27th of Uktar? Um, so this is the 27th of Uktar. Woohoo! Nailed Before it. Before we go, Bernie's gonna be like, um, let's all give our keys back to him, because I would hate for us to lose them in a, da- a nasty zombie basement. Okay, collects keys, gives back to guy, let's go to... Oh, that's a great fist. idea, Bernie, and and Jonathan, the muscular hands over his key. I want to inside Bernie. Alright, go ahead and roll an inside check. Uh, Bernie, go ahead and roll a deception check. Can I, can she have advantage since I'm all since I'm participating in the caper yes, and like yes, like, yes. like uh, giving over the key? Th- not in this case. All right, Travancore, what was your insight? Fourteen. 
And Bernie, what was your deception? We're about to find out. Six. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Bernie's just giggling through all of this. <laughs> yeah, Bernie's giggling while she holds her hand out for your key, and you're not exactly sure why. And it seems it's that it's that giggle she gets when she's getting ready to steal something. <laughs> I turn to the innkeeper and I say, "I'll pay for the room for tomorrow night in advance, and I'll hold on to the key if you don't if you don't mind." Uh, yeah, sure. I mean, you guys have been good tenants. I I was more than happy to let you stay, but I'm not going to say no to gold, and he takes your payment. It's It's been one gold a night, although he's been fudging it a little bit and basically only charging two or three on some of the nights because you guys have been gone all day. So yeah, okay. if you want to put down a couple extra gold, he's more than happy to, to get a payment in advance. Thanks. And oh, any sight of, uh, oh man, I want to say his name was Gorin. There was one elven gentleman that I asked you to keep an eye out for. Yeah, Gorn Venbell. Uh, yeah. No, not yet, but it, he's about due. It's been it's been a week or two. Okay. Yeah, just give me a holler if you see him. I'm sure. I'm sure sure thing. Gone. Thanks a lot, man. All right, let's uh, let's go kill some zombies, guys. Woo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wasn't gonna steal a lot of things from your room, Bernie. Well, at the moment, you only have a key to your room and Jonathan's room. Oh, I guess I'm stealing things from Jonathan's room today. Bernie discreetly pockets Jonathan's key and gets going. Hey, wait a second. Thanks for listening to our adventure. Follow us on Twitter at Dungeon Drunks or find us online at www.dungeondrunks.com and see you next encounter. This week's episode is sponsored by the wonderful folks at Polymorph Crafts and their Mimic Chest. It's a unique way to carry all of your dice, minifigures, pens, pencils, and more for your D&D game, and it is awesome. This gorgeous, handcrafted wood Mimic Chest uses over 200 magnets to transform from an easy-to-carry chest to everything you need for D&D. A dice tower and rolling tray, three dice vaults, two pen and pencil holders, plus card stands for spell or attack cards. With plenty of extra space inside, you'll never have to leave anything at home. Polymorph Crafts is launching a Kickstarter in mid-October, and early bird backers can get 5-10% to off. So sign up for email updates at polymorphcrafts.com. Make sure you check out the pictures and videos of the Mimic Chest at facebook.com slash polymorphcrafts, or follow them on Twitter at polymorphcrafts. You will truly appreciate its design when you see it in action. They sent me a mimic chest of my own to try, and I love it so much. So I highly recommend you check them out at polymorphcrafts.com.